I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. It used to be a problem, this addiction I have. I would feel the urge and I'd go stark raving mad, break into the arcade screaming and hollering, anticipating putting $25 in. Any machine I was out of control, I don't need quarters. I brought $10 bankrolls. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Uh, we are back. It's, uh, Tuesday, the day after Martin Luther King Day. We, uh, took Martin Luther King Day off because, um, I always wanted to work for a job that got Martin Luther King Day off. And you do. And now that I work for myself, I do. So I have a very cool <laughs> boss. And, uh, he's very, very progressive. Very liberal. Very liberal leaning, uh, progressive boss that says, hey man, why work? on a, a day like this um for all the people that do go to work don't feel bad that's why martin luther king died for everybody to have the right to hate their jobs and work side by side together so don't feel bad there's unity in that stand up for that um we have a very special guest today mm-hmm. uh somebody that uh i'm a big fan of karen's a big fan of mm-hmm. uh, i listen to his podcast uh nerd of mouth i've never missed an episode um uh, i follow him on twitter uh, I listened to him on Keith and the Girl. Mm-hmm. That's where I first heard him. Me too. I own a physical copy of his stand-up CD. And um, I'm his friend on Facebook. So that's like extra cool points Y'all real for me. friends then. Yeah, yeah. I like his status sometimes. You know, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a new internet age face, uh, Facebook friendship. Uh, it's comedian Mike Lawrence. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going? No, nah, we're doing Good. great, man. Could, could not be better. Uh, than this moment right now, man. I, I really love your, uh, your work and, uh, really, really happy that you, uh, did, that you're doing the show right now. Me too. Uh, thanks. Thanks. I, I saw Ride Along yesterday, so you're really <laughs> gonna have to uh, redeem black people to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we did too. Yeah, it's good because, yeah. uh, I know, I saw. I was like, that's how you have to celebrate, you know? <laughs> right. It's, it's a good uh, Martin Luther King Day uh, celebration. I feel like that makes it official if you go see a bad black movie. Because you could have went and saw a good black movie, like 12 Years a Slave or something like that. But if you go see a bad one, I feel like that that really solidifies equality. Because the right to be bad ah! is what equality should really be about in yes, America. Yes, it is. The right to suck. Uh, I mean, well, <laughs> the thing is, is like, it's kind of sad when you're like, Oh no, the one where they're beaten the whole time and whipped. That's the good black <laughs> movie. You don't see the bad one where they save the day and protect people's lives. Right. <laughs> that's, that's part of it. No, you gotta, you gotta see the one where, where yeah. he's hung for like five minutes and it becomes a family guy sketch. That's the one you gotta see. <laughs> it's, it's sad when you leave, uh, 12 years of slave and you go, you know, it wasn't a lot of it, but, the humor beats were much better than Ride Along, you know. It's just yeah. Ride <laughs> I loved I loved Twelve Years of Slave, but there's no non-racist way to say that <laughs> you hate the ending of it. <laughs> literally, there's no right way to be like, oh, I love that movie until it gets freed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that it's done is so terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it just, he, like, and I'm assuming that's probably how it happened. Like, they didn't take any movie liberties with that, you know, cause like typical movie liberties, you have to have like some come you mean up. It really happened in which Brad Pitt played himself. <laughs> yes. And freed the slaves. Yeah, Brad. <laughs> that uh, was the worst. He's, he's like, just himself. 
He's a Canadian with a Southern accent. Yes. He's <laughs> spectacular. That's what now, he does. You know, I got to tell you, it's it's hot out there in Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. It's so awful. You know, I don't really agree with this slavery thing. Anyway, I'm Brad Pitt, and I produced this movie. You guys have a good one. I'm out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be the one redeemable white person in a slavery <laughs> film because my name's on it yeah now i want brad pitt to be in all the uh black uh suffering movies just to show up and be like you know what guys maybe we're the ones who need to be the help all right guys like, i'm out you're not morgan slaveman you're morgan <laughs> freeman <Yeah. laughs> thank you kindly mr Pitt. i appreciate that <laughs> Oh man! Now I'm gonna go talk about penguins and play a god and show foot with the same brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, we also I have to uh, tell people you know to keep up with Mike. You want to go to mikelawrencecomedy.com, uh, Twitter. He's the Mike Lawrence. Uh, one of my favorite follows, man. He's always tweeting something uh, funny uh, or poignant, and um, especially on Facebook. Uh, you get to hear a lot about his thoughts about open mics and, um, that I, I feel like just for that alone, it's, uh, worth the follow just to hear somebody talk about this sadness and joy and dedication of going to open mics. Yeah. It's, I mean, basically I did open mics for six years and then a talent agent played by Brad Pitt. <laughs> and said I didn't have to do them anymore. They're he gone. set you free, sir. He set you free. Yeah. And then he pushed the iceberg out of the way of the Titanic. Yeah. It was really amazing. Yeah. Mike was playing all black comedy clubs and stuff, and then Brad Pitt's the only white dude in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the empty seat in the front, and it just says reserved for Brad Pitt. Yeah. You do your set, and you don't think he's going to show, and he's in the hallway just clapping. <laughs> <laughs> again sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh man um what'd you think about ride along anyway man I, we both saw it uh i think yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, yeah we saw it yesterday what'd you think about it let me guess where you guys are about to just both go hated it <laughs> <laughs> yeah three snaps in a circle mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i mean it it is exactly what you think it's gonna be Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do more than that. And it doesn't do less than that. But it gives you no one. No one can see the movie right along and say that they didn't see what they wanted to see. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's no surprises. Yeah, I can't believe the twist yeah. ending. It was oh, crazy. no twisting. Um, you know, uh, there. I guess um, I didn't really like the movie, so I guess mm-hmm. I don't care about spoiling it. Um, the only twist for me was that Lars Fishburne was in it. That was cool. Uh, I like, thought the little kid was going to be Omar. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe at a time. I seriously thought machine. that that's what was going to happen. I was like, it's so predictable. It's going to turn out that he's Omar and that he's been hiding in plain sight. And that somehow maybe he had like some type of disease that kept him from growing up or something. Yeah, but then Lawrence does the thing. They build up this really like menacing. They pretty much like he's the he's Blyzer Soche. They build up the black Soche, <laughs> and they talk about how he'll murder anyone like instantly and how like vicious he is. But then like he there's these long scenes where he could kill everyone and he doesn't because that's not how that movie would work. It's like yeah, it's so interesting because they build up. 
certain characters and tell you how they always behave and then show one scene in which proves that they're always like that. Yes. But then because of the logic of the movie, they can't do what they're designed to do. Yeah, yeah you know the... Oh, go ahead, Karen. No, because the whole time I was looking at him, I was like, Morpheus, why don't you just stop everything <laughs> right. and freeze time? What is how, what is happening here? Am I at the wrong movie? My favorite thing is that every... Like, the movie, to be so bad, is so self-aware of its badness. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like like there's a point where Lawrence Fishburne shows up as the reveal of who Omar is, and Ice T literally says, "Oh, you're just a black dude." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. like you guys couldn't have like written something better than this. You guys yeah. knew this was shitty. You, <laughs> you knew this was a terrible reveal." Uh, there's also yeah, a part- that's the thing too is that like I don't see like Lawrence Fishburne isn't a reveal like. Lawrence Fishburne is in movies like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. that's not like a big get. Lawrence Fishburne. I'm, I don't need. I, I don't watch CSI. Right. I know he was on it for many years. He may still be on it. But that's like it's like it's like De Niro in American Hustle. Yes. You know, like my buddy. I have a buddy. He's uh, a really funny comic. I think he's done Keys and the Girl, Mike Racine. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny to me. He like texted me like, "Can you believe?" who's in American Hustle, and I just wrote back, the star of Grudge Match. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's been in so many terrible movies. Like, yeah. But that's like, in American Hustle, they're like, look who we got. I'm like, yeah, he was in your last movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like a huge get, man. Yeah, I, I also, yeah, I, you know the problem with American Hustle, man, is I actually enjoyed it in the theater, but then I walked outside of the theater and everybody was like, this is the best movie of all time. And I was like, whoa, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And now I've turned bitter on the movie where all I have is bad stuff to say about it, even though it's really, you know, a movie that was probably like an eight to me or seven or something like that. But yeah, now now I'm like, fuck that movie. It can't be winning awards over good movies. Yeah, because this is one of the best years for movies in a long time. Yes, it you is. Know? Like, like her was incredible. Nebraska was amazing, you know. Blue Jasmine was awesome. Even like Gravity was like perfect for what that movie was, mm-hmm. you know. Twelve Years a Slave was really great, you know. I mean, it's like minus the end, and then you have <laughs> like that. You just have like kids playing dress up on a UCB night, and it's just like they're ha- <laughs> that American oh. Hustle. They're having more fun than you ever are watching them yeah there's there's literally moments where they are singing along to the 70s soundtrack and it took me completely out of the movie because i was just like this is bullshit you know you can't go from this is real real life what hustling looks like to you know someone who's uh singing around to like you know a black sabbath song or some shit that's the thing like if argo and in american hustle are getting like this picture nomination slash win uh, can Boogie Nights be re-released and win everything? <laughs> I guess so, then. <laughs> right. I vote for it. I mean, a movie that actually, like, should, like, I guess there's this, if there's this, like, I didn't know, I mean, I, I said it last night on Facebook, like, I guess the 70s is the new Holocaust. Like, that's the new, <laughs> like, period that, that we have to award stuff for. <laughs> right. Like, has enough time passed that, like, because I, I imagine for, like, a lot of the people on the Academy, like Robert Evans' dude and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and that's also seen as, like, the golden age of, you know, cinema. 
uh, I guess they like really wistfully look back on that period and anything that's made that's said in that period. And also, I mean, Argo and American Hustle very much try to not only be said in the seventies, but be like seventies films. I guess they really are like amazed by that now. Yeah. And, and like as a, a black person that didn't grow up necessarily with that same type of musical background as the people who made like American Hustle and shit. I remember being in a theater and when they started playing those songs, I was like, this shit's going to win awards because it's going to remind so many white people of like that era of their life. Because it's not like they were playing like 80s hip hop. Then it would have been me being like, oh, yeah, I remember Run DMC and Cool in the Gang. But, you know, because I was just like, this isn't my jam. But I know That's the true. kind of people that, you know, are going to vote for award shows. This, this, is, is, this is their music. And they're going to be like, oh, I had a good feeling throughout this movie, not realizing it was just manipulated by that soundtrack. Well, yeah, if you're an Academy member, you're probably like in your 60s or 70s. And like the 70s is new to you, you know, like I just feel like. I don't, I don't know, like, cause even, I mean, and I liked, you know, like I said, I, I really, you know, I, I mean, I genuinely loved 12 Years to Say what I saw, mm-hmm. but like, but a movie like that, a movie like Gravity, like, they're just surface films. Right. You know, they don't, there, there's nothing that, like, that, that isn't on the screen. You know, there's nothing that you can really, like, there's no subtext. There's nothing you can really, I mean, you could have discussions about them, but it's like, I mean, I look at something like Nebraska or or Blue Jasmine. Mm. I mean, there's so much going on there. Mm. And there's so much that it's saying about America now, not just America back then, you know? Like, right. I don't I don't know what you can take from 12 Years of Slave and apply to modern times. Mm. Uh, that slavery is bad and um, white people are evil. That's what I took from it. And uh I apply those to modern times. I think slavery is still bad. White people in mass, not individually, but in mass can be pretty evil. Um now let's talk I want I have questions about you, Mike, because uh, I'm a fan and I finally got you here alone so I can ask these questions. Um how'd you that meet was up creepy. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, uh what what how do you uh how do you treat your beard? Like what is what exactly is your beauty regimen for that thing, man? It's monstrous. I just don't love myself, and I let it grow. <laughs> <laughs> so the same as Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, I always think about, like, as I get, like, I had, like, a girl, like, three weeks ago who saw me on At Midnight, and then she wrote, she's like, can I just follow your beard? <laughs> Aww. And it's just like, you know, there's a person attached to it's like, this is weird relationship that I that I have with it because, you know, like I've had it long enough and, and now I guess it is somewhat a part of the act, but I hate even admitting that, you know, because mm-hmm. now I guess I'm like a prop comic. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a thing of like doing comedy immediately makes people think like you're this is really like outgoing person. Uh, and I am to an extent, uh, not much, but a little bit. But I still don't want like people touching my face, and they totally think it's okay. Uh, That's what I was about to ask you. Have people just, without your permission, they just come and touch your beard? Yeah, it's like your hair, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, the worst. Like 
But, but black women are always like, don't touch my hair. Yes. But that's like white guys with our beard. <laughs> I, I don't blame you because it's intrusive. You're like, hey, I don't go around rubbing on your hair. Right. Yeah, it's, just, it's a part of your body. It's still there. I, they feel like, oh, you're not going to feel it. Like, nah, I still, you know, and, and I'm with somebody. It's like, it's weird. Like, if I'm doing the show and my fiance's nearby and then she just sees some drunk dude or sometimes girl just stroking it it's like yeah that's awful <laughs> yeah i didn't even know that um women thought that was a thing um uh, but uh i was on twitter one day and mm-hmm. someone brought up the idea of another woman touching her man's beard and all i saw was just like hundreds of people agreeing with her like yes i will cut a bitch <laughs> if she touches my man's beard I didn't even know yeah. that. I didn't even know that rule. Yeah, they they actually have uh, things on Twitter where they tell dudes to like tweet pick the beards and things like that. Like a lot of women love beards, and they was like, "Look, this is my beard, and you should not touch it." Person, wow, it's, it's got to be like being... yeah, it's my face pubes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's got to be like uh, Johnny Depp with Amber Heard. Like this is my beard. Everybody, hands off. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask, man, how'd you meet the people at Cave Comedy Radio, man? Because, uh, it seems like they're building, like, quite the network over there. And, uh, you got, you, I think your show's been on for pretty much since the inception, or at least a, a, a long time. It's been a couple of years at least now. Um, like, how'd you meet up with, uh, with the other guys and, and start the show? Well, I mean, I knew Jake from the open mics, and then I lived in Marcus's basement for a while. Mm. And, uh, Marcus used to work at a place called Breakthrough Radio. And, uh, he did a show called Portrait of a Comedian, which I did an episode of. And then, you know, he was pitching shows to Breakthrough. And the original Nerd of Mouth episode was with Mike Drucker, who writes for Fallon. And Breakthrough didn't pick it up. And Drucker moved to Seattle to work for Nintendo. And, and, uh, when, uh, Creek in the Cave, you know, gave Marcus, you know, the opportunity to start a network. You know, we decided to move the show there, and and I got Jake along with it. So, so you weren't the original number one choice. You were the Batman that they needed. What do you mean? Like we say, originally they went through Mike Drucker. Uh, oh, like, we me and him co-hosted it. Oh, okay. So you were you. So you've been there since the beginning, then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. did, we did two never to be aired episodes. Um, and they were really fun. And, uh, the original idea of the show was to get a non-nerd guest and then a nerdy guest. And then we would ask them trivia questions and do all sorts of weird stuff. And then when Jake came along, it just became more of like a regular, you know, less complicated <laughs> uh show because we were originally gonna do it monthly and then when we did it weekly you know we put a lot of less work into it probably <laughs> well I, th- I think it sounds great man mm-hmm. um i do have a question about that though do you guys cut out all the arguing or do you guys just get along that well because uh sometimes you guys will disagree and unlike most podcasts I listen to where nerds disagree, there's not like a 40 minute, like circular discussion about no. why each other is wrong. It just kind of moves to the next thing. So are y'all editing that shit out or y'all, or y'all just get along that well? You're like, all right, we're not going to agree on Pacific Rim. Next thing. Um, well, that's, I mean, we, I don't think we disagreed on anything more than that. Uh, it becomes a thing of, you know, it's a 30 minute show. 
Um, we record for about 30 minutes. We, we try to keep as much in as possible. I, there's very rarely ever any editing. I mean, the only few times that there's been any type of editing is if, like, we've had someone who works for a company or something, and they're like, I don't know if <laughs> I should say that. And, you know, you, you protect your guests. And uh, But other than that, it's all there. I think it's that thing, like, I mean, me and Jake know each other well enough that it's like we're not going to change each other. We'll talk, we'll argue enough to have a discussion, mm-hmm. but it's also, yeah, could we go on for about Pacific Rim for an hour? Yeah. Is that all going to be enjoyable? Probably not. <laughs> could we take all of our thoughts on it and condense it into five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. It's just any argument like that, it really starts to repeat itself. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's great that you guys can do that because, like I said, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and uh, that's probably the hardest thing to do. I think is to be like, I disagree. I disagree. Here's why I disagree. Here's why I disagree. Okay, next topic. Most of the time, it's like, no, fuck you. You're gonna agree with me, or at least make me feel better about why we disagree. Um, so I, it's cool that you guys can do that. As, as well, see, you- that's like ride along. You know, Ice Cube <laughs> and Kevin Hart disagreed with each other through the whole thing and you knew that he was going to win him over in the end but they could have just even said that at the beginning look the first 45 minutes of this movie i'm going to do nothing but disappoint you and there's going to be no reason that anyone should think that i could ever be confident but somehow magically i'm going to turn it around and everything's going to be okay and we're going to go on fine, but you're still going to be just reluctant enough that people will believe there's a school because we had the number one grossing film of all time in January. Yes, they did. Yeah, and then you're going to look directly in the camera and say, today was a good day with no hint of irony. Uh, that face. was the best. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, love, I love when movies, the best, the best part, like the best time that that's ever happened, like the, it was uh, in, in the movie Steel with, with mm. Shaq. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know if I'm more of a Shaq fan or a, a terrible superhero movie fan. <laughs> um, can't it be both? And, uh, I, 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 uh, there's a scene where, you know, he's like an inventor in it, which is amazing. Yes. And he, he's like writing all these blueprint ideas for inventions and he's trying to throw them into the trash once he's like he you know he's like frustrated and he's crumpling him up and throwing him in the trash and they keep missing and Shaq just looks right in the camera and goes I was never good at free throws yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember yes, that uh, Dennis Rodman also did that gag and I want to say it was him and Van Damme in a movie called I think Knockoff or something like that. whatever the movie was where he did it with like Van Damme and then he had to like uh to get free of this like cell or some shit they had to like throw a rock through a apparatus that would release them through the cell and it was like really did who what bad guy leaves free throws around as the 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 way to escape his dungeon come on now uh but yeah they did the same like i'll never miss two in a row and it's just like okay dennis um uh, ironically they're probably trapped in north korea um so um, I gotta ask you also, like, I, you know, listening to the show, I feel like you, not, and just in general, like, I feel like you are kind of like down on a lot of comic stuff, a lot of like nerd stuff, um, which, you know, I mean, justifiably so. Um, do you think, like, like, do you pick up new stuff, like, 
when you like are you watching like a say an agents of shield or a um almost human or you know do you like do you pick up new stuff or are you kind of like um you know why why watch this shit it probably sucks anyway um i, I watch some of the new stuff <laughs> i watch most of the new superhero cartoons still mm-hmm. i like those i don't know anyone else who's watching them but <laughs> i watch like hulk agents of smash and Avengers Assemble, and, uh, you know, and I get my fix that way. Okay. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just unwatchable garbage, and <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be redeemable someday, mm. but, I mean, I watched the first four, and I was done. Mm. They lost me. It's just bad. I mean, all the CW stuff, I just can't get into it. I mean, I just, you know, it's when you realize, like, and I know that those cartoons made for kids and not me mm-hmm. but but agents of shield and arrow are made for adults who i couldn't hate more <laughs> me but if i was a terrible person you know so it's Aww. like i'd rather watch something for that's made for kids that's fun and silly you know i mean the pixar stuff is some of the best stuff that's ever made like great kid stuff and, and, and some of the superhero cartoons aren't great kid stuff but some mm. of them are but great kid stuff is like timeless and gets better the more you watch it. But like stuff for douchebag adults <laughs> is dead on arrival and only gets worse. You know, like Man of Steel is very much like that. Man of Steel, Man of Steel was not made <laughs> for children at all. Mm-hmm. It's made for adults who hate Superman. Yes, uh, I agree because I'm an adult who hates hate Superman. Superman. And I love Man of Steel. It's I like, love the hell out of It's like of watching it. a fucking Super Saiyan fight in the middle of a You're city. You're wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> uh, you couldn't be more wrong about something. <laughs> I will. I will convince you why. It's <laughs> you know, you are extremely persuasive. I feel like you. If you had a superpower, it would be your ability to persuade people to uh to like hate stuff that they didn't hate at first and he would say look into my beard it's right it's like <laughs> <laughs> don't touch look but don't touch <laughs> he would beardmatize me and i'll be like you know what because i'll listen to like uh nerd of mouth and then by the end i'm like i guess that movie did suck and then i'll watch it again and i'm like nah fuck that i love this shit so um you know but i you know I, maybe it's like for me you're my uh like the way that you feel about like say uh dc movies where it's like this shit's gonna suck but i'm gonna go see it anyway and i might not have the you know i might i might not have the best time or whatever but uh you know i I will still have watched it sometimes i do that with uh with like nerd of mouth or something where i'm like i know i enjoyed this thing but there's no fucking way mike lawrence loved this thing and now I'm going to go listen to his reasons why and be entertained and then then disagree at the end. That's how, that's how I feel. Sometimes. Man of Steel is like if they did a good times episode, <laughs> they were all rich and never had problems again. Oh. <laughs> I also hate good times. So yeah, that, nah, I, do hate I would probably watch the Huxtables version of good times before <laughs> watching good, good times, times again. Me too. Um, you don't want to see him get rich, though. <laughs> uh actually i did man you remember that ep- oh i don't know if you remember that episode where florida made james get that money he found back man fuck florida forever for that man. Yeah. they could have uh-huh. been out of the fucking projects fucking with her anyway i saw one i saw one where florida was offered a commercial um for skin cream and she didn't 
wanted, they were going to give her three thousand dollars or something. Um, and Dynamite was said a bunch, right. and uh, <laughs> she refused to take the commercial because they wanted her to say that she'd used the product and she hadn't, and she was like. I don't want them to think I'm a liar. <laughs> it's amazing. She Florida was... basically is the state of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the state of Florida was a person that would be Florida ever to be good time. She would rather have her integrity than the money. And I, and I respect that to a certain extent, but, um, I would have rather been out of the projects, uh, as personally. I just don't think anyone explained to her how commercials work. <laughs> yes, and nobody really cares if you use the products or not. Yeah, you think you, you think you think Billy D drank the Colt forty five <laughs> after 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 the commercial? Or do you think he went and just got a much better liquor? <laughs> right. He's like, I'm still gonna get these bitches either way. Hand me uh, my crown <laughs> royal bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't drink this shit in Cloud City. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the deal has changed? That's why I keep imagining every time he went to get paid for Colt forty five. Somebody would change the deal, and he would get less money. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what do you think about um, Batman versus Superman being pushed back a year? Good news, bad news, or do you not give a fuck anymore? I mean, I'm of two ways about it. You know, I, it's gonna. It, it, there's no way it's not gonna be terrible because Zack Snyder hates superheroes. Um, he just hates the idea of what superheroes are supposed to be. So it's going to be awful regardless. But, um, and I guess it would be more of a fun rushed train wreck, mm-hmm. but it's actually going to be maybe more fun to see a more mediated, like thought out train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing, you know, the thing with Man of Steel is that, you know, having a Superman who's raised to be an asshole and told not to save people and then have a stepdad who murders himself, and then have whole scenes of destruction where he doesn't save people, just uh, is showing the worst parts of humanity. Mm. It's like all of the cruelty that we have, like all the anger and awfulness that you see on the Internet. And, you know, like the same reason that, like, you know, people comfortably can, like, be racist when... Obama wins or people can go buy, you know, Duck Dynasty stuff at Walmart when, uh, you know, those guys are threatened by A&E and, and show a sign of solidarity is the same reason that Man of Steel was made and released. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, I, I love you, Mike, man. You are one of my favorite people. So if you like that movie, You Hate America, yeah. and you're okay with <laughs> The awful, horrible, uh, unloving people we've become. Did I convince you? No, not yet, no. Uh, I still own it on Blu-ray, and I'm still going to watch it. You- and you said because it's super sane and all that. I mean, but there's not like, but like Goku and stuff, they often fight in like, deserts and forests and shit you know yeah i mean that is that really like i always thought that was one of the least realistic parts about the superman shit it's like somebody in the superman universe would just be like yo i'm going to fuck up metropolis and i have superpowers and then every comic book writer and cartoon maker would be like we can't have them fighting in the city and the guy just willingly fucking goes fuck my plan let's go fight out where no one can get hurt 
bad guys would never do that. That doesn't even work in real life. That like if that but logic... Superman draws them out there. He he purposely you know takes them out there, or he does fight in the city. But um, I mean, the thing is, Superman could fuck up anyone in a second. Mm-hmm. But it's the weakness and frailty he has for humanity that makes the fights last twenty two pages. Right. It's his concern for others that you know. It's not kryptonite. It's compassion that mm-hmm. is his real weakness but also his greatest strength and uh there was a video game a few years ago a superman game where he doesn't have a life bar metropolis does and if metropolis is damaged enough you lose mm, that's deep that's superman what is his what is the best superman movie um probably two i mean and there's some cheesy stuff in there and i know people say yeah he throws the kryptonians down the end but Donner did have the scene where they are arrested by the Arctic police. <laughs> in um, but their powers have been taken away already, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it is very, uh, you know, yeah, that's I, probably I, it. I think you described me uh, first when you said I'm a terrible human and I hate Superman. Mm-hmm. You like I I didn't I never disagree with you. I just I I accept that I'm both of those things because yeah I accept this. Is, you're not a terrible person. Uh, I, I feel like I'm just saying that, like <laughs> that, that that man of steel makes it okay to be a terrible person. Like it shows, no, you don't have to save lives. So you do don't you, have to be a hero. Do you think he'll learn though, like b- from Batman or whatever in this next movie, like to not be a a douche and uh, you know that he's actually fucking up the hero game with his uh, smash and grab tactics. Well, I think that um, Batman is already a douche. <laughs> True. He, uh, and I, I, you know, I hate to say that. Uh, he's my boy. Uh, <laughs> but they've already established that, you know, Batman is going to be a rugged crime fighter who's been around for 15 to 20 years, who basically let the Kryptonians run rampant on Earth and did nothing about it. <laughs> So he's a dickbag too. And Wonder Woman's an asshole. They're all assholes. You know, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to introduce the Justice League and have them be these heroes who have already existed for a long, long time and are on Earth, you know, they're not on Asgard. They're on Earth. You know what I mean? Like, and they're letting these, you know, the Kryptonians announce on worldwide television. Uh, but they were going to conquer Earth, and, you know, Batman could have done something he chose not to. So he's already not a hero. Now, is that a movie problem or just a fundamental comic book problem? Because I feel like that happens a ton in comic books in general. Like, where they'll do, like, the the extinction agenda. Mutants are being hunted up, rounded up and killed, and people are just, like, it's, it's so fucked up. And the Avengers are like, yeah, man, we got our own shit to uh, deal with, so... It depends how public it is because they also, you know, a lot of times, especially Marvel, like in the 80s when, you know, Inferno was happening and Madeline Pryor was, you know, causing all these demons to attack. It happened in all of the books, including the non-X-Men one. Yeah, but is that like, I, but see, there's a lot of times where it doesn't, right? Like, um, like this, is that like a comic book issue period? You know what I mean? Like some, some there's things. Some, I mean, it depends. Like, there are some fights and stuff where it's, like, not necessary for everyone to be involved. Mm-hmm. But then I think something like, you know, Iron Man 3 was a problem because the president was kidnapped. Right. You know, when it's on that large of a scale 
and you've already shown that all of these heroes work for the government, it makes no sense. Yeah, and but then also, like, you know, as adults, you know, we understand how movies and stuff work and contracts. Can they even really do, like... You know what I mean? Like, cause then when every movie kind of become the Avengers movie, if it's like, well, now we gotta go get, uh, Thor and Loki and pay those guys. We gotta go get Captain America and pay him. And like, we have to go kind of get all these guys in each other's movies or else. You well, know. you can tell smaller scale, more character heavy stories. You know, mm-hmm. you do, not everything has to have the world at stake. Not every movie has to have a city explode. Well, uh, like Iron Man. Iron Man <laughs> 3 was simply the presidency at stake. Um, I feel like that's much smaller than, uh, the, the scale for Thor. Cause like Thor 2, it was like the universe is gonna implode because of these portals and shit. Like it's just, I don't know. I don't know how you But Iron it. Man 3 was worldwide. Iron Man 3 was the Mandarin once again making public announcements on television. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, then all the other heroes know what's going on and they're mm. complicit. Okay. All right, man. I'll... Once you do the TV thing, you know, <laughs> right. then it's, it's not covert. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, I still enjoy these movies. Um, not, not Iron Man three for a record, but I still enjoy some of these movies that they don't help each other out in. Um, and hey, more, more power to you. If you do, I mean, I envy you. I wish, I wish I got my money's worth. yeah i know i like i feel like it's funny because like i feel a little bit um uh like nerd culture has changed so much over my lifetime Mm -hmm. to where we used to have shit that was ours and we were the only ones that kind of loved it because it wasn't cool and now like all these other people love the shit because it is cool you know like in my lifetime i was watching uh nick fury agent of shield starring david hasselhoff straight to tv Yes. And and now I'm watching Samuel Jackson be Nick Fury in a series of movies. You know, like it's completely flipped on his head. So I'm enjoying the ride, but at the same time, um, I feel like what makes people a quote unquote nerd now is more like this hate almost for kind of like what's happening to what we grew up with. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, like, the hate comes from a cynicism with the movies, mm-hmm. you know, like that's a lot of it. Like these movies, a lot of times are joyless. Mm-hmm. And so we compensate by having a joy in our hate that isn't in the movies. <laughs> right. Aww. And a camaraderie, there's a camaraderie there almost like we both are so like, we understand this so much that we hate it while everyone else loves it. Cause you know, at the end of the day, a movie like Iron Man's probably got like an 80 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like most people who saw that movie enjoyed it. But I feel like to kind of quote unquote be in the nerd circle, you have to be like, no, I'm in a 20 percent that thinks it fucking sucks. And that's where the real nerds are now. I mean, it depends. It's like, I mean, with critics and all that and opinions, it, it just it depends, you know, what you like, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean. I mean, I will go back to it again, but Right Along is a perfect example. Like, it's got a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. but it made, you know, $41 million. But it's also, like, I saw almost every great Oscar movie in the theaters this year, mm-hmm. and that was the only one I saw where people clapped at the end. What? No. They clapped? 
Oh yeah, and they cheered and they laughed and you know, like the moments were well timed and people bought into it and you know, like there were moments where people were just like losing themselves and and it was super fun to watch that in a theater, you know. Yeah. Like if I'd seen that movie on a plane, I wouldn't like it at all. But seeing it in the theater where people were happy, you know, people, uh, you know, some of which I probably could never make laugh with my own comedy. (laughs) (laughs) They were having a great time. And it's like, you know, and I I get that about some of these movies, you know, Mm. but that's the thing. Like as much as I hate Man of Steel, I know there are like so many people were just like, yeah. Yeah, and man. I'm the sad nerd who's like, but what about all those folks in the buildings? You know, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's weird though, because like I wish, um, and I, I mean, I know it's not possible, or whatever, but I wish people could understand like that. Man of Steel was the Superman movie I've I, been waiting for my yes. whole life, and I feel like I got one. Everybody else got like six or seven, and it's just an alter. Like I treat. Uh, because I think it's unfair what a lot of nerds do to, to superhero movies. Like, uh, I feel like they're kind of like, uh, graphic novels. And the way oh, I- Were you waiting to see him kill somebody? Uh, I wasn't, I didn't want to see him kill somebody, honestly, but I understood it in the context of the universe they set up. Um, but I just wanted, like, my, I wanted to see him, uh, have superpowers in a way that made me be awed awestruck i think in the past it's always been something where it just it either seemed kind of silly and light or that we just didn't have the technology to really pull off like super speed what what would a fight look like when someone is faster than the eye can like really see stuff like that that i wanted to like really go wow that is a that is a superpower motherfucker um you know good guys and bad guys so i really wanted to see that but um at the same time i feel like there's so many other genre, like other outlets and stuff that people could go look at and go, well, this isn't like Superman in this type of comic book and that type of comic book. But I feel like if you, there's so much like lore in comic books, you can find versions of the superheroes that literally th- the stuff on screen is coming from. They might not be our favorite versions, but like, uh, you know, you, this like this, this creator, this director, like Christopher Nolan is just giving his version of Batman. I don't think it's the definitive Batman. I don't think it's necessarily even the best Batman, but it's his, it's like his vision. And, you know, I kind of like the idea that, uh, I would like to see other people get a crack at having their visions as well. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not I mean, really. It depends what you think mm-hmm. the most important part of Superman is. And I mean, yeah, if you think that just the powers are then this was the movie for you but right. i think it's his compassion and i think mm-hmm. it's that he's the best person that we could possibly have it's the immigrant story it's a you know we didn't have somebody like that and he came to us and he was raised to be the best person he could be and you know and and this movie took all of that away mm. you yeah. know he was a dick bag he he wasn't a good person Okay. You you know what? I've just came to the realization just talking to him and and, and you making me think I just ain't shit cuz I just did not <laughs> give a damn. I'm not trying to be funny. For me, I was like I I guess for me, I'm I'm kind of like Roger like this was what I wanted and it's one of those things where I do understand what you're saying about the compassion and all that stuff, but I'm like motherfucker, you str- you the strongest person out there. 
show me your strength. Show, show me you the the powerful, magnificent things that you can do. And it's one of those things where I understand that I ain't shit. So I, I, I've kind of grasped that concept. And <laughs> something else, when you was talking about ride along, my husband picks at yeah. me. I love everything. And if I say ride along is bad, Ride Along is bad because Roger says I love everything. Yeah, Rado, I did not think that was a good movie. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it either. Um, well, not the whole movie. I actually liked like the last fifteen minutes. Um, like every everything from the part where Kevin Hart pretends to be Omar, I was actually laughing at some of that stuff, especially when he smacked Ice Cube. Uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, most of it, I just yeah, it was just blah. Um, all right, we have you know we don't have Mike that much longer, so I'm gonna move into some some other stuff okay because i can talk man of steel for hours and i know we'll never agree <laughs> but but it, but it's very it's fun talking it is know? fun i enjoy, I enjoy to hear you talk because i'm like roger i'm sitting here listening going, hmm yeah hey, this is very intelligent it was gonna be this a pacific rim and i didn't want to do, do you do you, you want to see passion of the christ where <laughs> they're about to put him on the cross and he just beats everyone up and snaps Pontius Pilate's neck yes <laughs> yes I don't believe in the Bible anyway that would work for me <laughs> I'm like this is a cool ass version of Jesus write this down I'll come to church uh, but uh so Jesus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's badass. Who is it? Badass Why don't we have Jesus. this movie by now? Badass Jesus? Badass yes, I'll watch that. Get this fucking cross off of me. What? Um, so, uh, I don't know if you guys, um, have, I have more like nerd news and I just want to get Mike's opinion on it because I, I have him here and I always wonder his opinion. You remember one of my go-to nerd news opinion people, man? Um, so, so, uh, we talked about Justice League. I mean, not Justice League. Batman vs Superman getting delayed. Uh, are you anticipating this X Men um, Days of Future Past, uh, X Men Second Class, whatever you want to call it, thing coming up? A little bit. I'm I'm wary about how much Wolverine is in it. We've already we've seen like six Wolverine movies and not one X Men movie yet. So it'd be nice if we got an actual ensemble film. Why can't that really? Why can't Cyclops come back? Why can't Cyclops come back, Mike? I don't know. I mean, he was he was always the saddest uh, character. Like, I mean, in those psych, like if we're we're talking the Bible. Cyclops is the Judas. I mean, not the Judas, <laughs> oh, the Joseph. He's <laughs> the Joseph of of the X Men. Yes, just like the he's just kind of there, but you don't wonder why. Like, right. <laughs> Wolverine so we keeps, know Jesus' dad is God, and we know his mom's Mary. Who's this dude? Right, you know? <laughs> right. He's just a very—he's just a very gullible guy who uh, thinks yeah. people get pregnant without any the sex happening. He's a very—he believes in stuff. Oh, it, it's kind of weird too because um, a lot of people hate Cyclops, uh, and I and I do a little bit because I feel like he's one of the most patronizing characters in comic book history. Uh, but more after the rewrite. I actually like original Cyclops, gangly, nerdy, awkward, uh, Cyclops who just happened to get with a hot chick. I like him better than, uh, you know, guy who got on PEDs and became super leader, uh, Cyclops, right? But I don't get why they would just kill him off in the movies and never bring him back. Everything, everyone in the X-Men, uh universe dies and comes back i don't get why they feel like he's not important to that to that movie anymore um james marsden uh 
that's probably like, you're just going to put me in this for five minutes to kill me off again, right? Like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Maybe I won't. <laughs> you know. He's like Channing Tatum in he's that. Like uh, too, he's like Channing Tatum. He's like in too the, busy being in the butler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like. Uh, can, we, can we talk about the butler? Can we? Uh, you can talk about it. I did not see that shit. It just didn't look good to me. I think that might have been the worst movie of last year. Oh really? Oh, yeah, really? I have not heard that. That is a hot take. I have not heard that. Besides Man of Steel, that is <laughs> that movie is the <laughs> cheesiest shittiest thing i've seen in a long time really what was so bad about it uh, it was bad enough that lee daniels deserved to put his name on it uh, <laughs> uh, it's like there's no there's no it's like the least subtle every line is delivered like it's the last line in the movie yeah you know <laughs> it's like they even said the trailer with oprah's like you owe you owe everything you are to that butler. Like, <laughs> like every everything in it you've seen better, you like done better in another movie. Ah, oh, well, I can imagine. I just you know? I just didn't want to see it, man. Like it just looked too quote unquote uh, heavy when I saw mm-hmm. the trailer. Heavy like handed. every moment in the it, you know what it looked like? It looked like uh, the black version of Forrest Gump, where every moment was oh, a historical moment. If you saw Forrest Gump and you're like. Man, I wish Bubba was the only character. In that <laughs> uh, this is too much, Bubba. Yeah, 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 yeah. They took a Bubba dump on me. Uh, like, no, because like it's literally they do. Yeah, it, you know how like like Forrest Gump like he's forced into every moment in history. Yes. Well, they they do that in this where like it, now it's based on it's based on a real person. Mm-hmm. And you know they took a lot of liberties. Like, so he had he had one son, the the actual guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, but in the movie he has two sons, and one of them becomes a uh, Black Panther, and the other goes off to fight in Vietnam. Oh, so one of them is like uh, T'Challa, and uh, I'm assuming this takes place in Wakanda. <laughs> i wish i would have enjoyed it (laughs) but there's this scene where the the viet the vietnam the one who goes off to vietnam he's arguing with the the brother who's a black panther and he's like you're too busy fighting against your country when all i want to do is fight for it like it's like (laughs) every line is delivered like that it's so like they're reading off a hallmark card someone just comes out the background message and then walks away And then, and then the they you know. have, you know, like they have like celebrity stunt casting of who all the different presidents are. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I feel like, like every person they cast was the third choice, you know, <laughs> like I know the first two were, but like, like Robin Williams is Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, James Marsden is Kennedy. Wow. And, uh, but the, the best two are, uh, John Cusack is Richard Nixon. <laughs> wow! And Alan Rickman is uh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, it sounds like they got those backwards. Anyway, sounds <laughs> like Rickman would be a better yeah. Nixon. Um, well, what's interesting is that, like, like obviously, like those actors watched every other portrayal of those presidents, including SNL, and they <laughs> realize, like, you know, the ticks that are, you know, like Nixon is always a, brrr, you know. 
and 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 Reagan's always well, you know. And they saw that and they're like, well, everyone does that, so I'm not going to do it. But then they didn't come up with alternate choices of what to do. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's, it's so, just them playing them themselves. Yeah, and Oprah. Oprah like gets really drunk in it and sad and angry and you know. Oh man, you're kind of making you me want to see it. Every scene in that, uh-huh. you know what's going to happen right before it happens. Like, the happiest scene where, like, they're playing cards and they're laughing with each other. Like, that's the moment where, like, the music gets really slow and the soldiers knock on the door to tell them about their son. And, uh-huh. you know, and then, you know, it's the silent and Oprah's like, oh, my baby. <laughs> I kind of, like, you, you're doing a better job of selling me this movie than the trailer did because now i feel like i could watch it and laugh which uh for the record is something i'm completely willing to do mm-hmm. uh watch a movie that is uh trying too hard to be deep and and ha- and make it a comedy i, I will oh, do yeah. that all day well i think what happened was like they made this movie and they you know and this was like awards bait you know like mm-hmm. they really thought like this was going to be and they made a lot of money, you know, it was successful, but they're like, this is getting, like, people are going to love this. It's going to be huge. And I don't think anyone told them that 12 Years a Slave was coming out. Yeah, <laughs> nobody told them. You know, you can't have two prestigious black films in a year. It's like Highlanders, <laughs> only one. Well, it's like and, the difference uh, between, it's the difference between American Hustle and Wolf of Wall Street where you're like, oh, yeah. no, I'm going to go with this grifter. He's way, way, way better and having much more fun in a better movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, everything, everything Mobile Wall Street does, it does way better than American Hustle. Yeah. But like, but the butler, like, it's just so funny. I want to believe, like, the last day, like, at the premiere party, someone told them that 12 Years a Slave was, was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, did you see Inside Lewin Davis? Uh, no, I didn't see that one. Uh, no offense, but that looked like white people problems and I was, I wasn't here for that one. It looked too white. It was like, I just want to be a folk singer. I was like, okay, no. (laughs) If you've struggled at anything, like if you've tried at any type of art and failed, you know, uh, Mm. it, it, it really resonates. All right. Well, I I guess into the whole folk thing, but yeah. Well, I do plan on seeing it. It was just one of those movies where I was like, uh, you you know, those indie movies where you're kind of like, I won't miss out if I catch this on um, Netflix because yeah. it's not yeah. necessarily a big screen movie. That that's yeah, kind of like it's like yeah. Yeah. it's like the white version of Eight Mile, <laughs> right. right? The safe version of Eight Mile, right? Right. Hopefully he didn't get shot at or anything. Um, all right, man. We have uh, some games that we play here, Mike, um, and we want to play them before we get y'all get you out of here, man. Because I can't can't have you come by and not play the games. Now the first one. It's just a game called Fucking with Black People where we read articles from around the globe and then we assign them uh, point scores. Uh, let me find my music for this uh, for this particular segment. Is, right. this, is this Lee Daniels fucking with black people? <laughs> uh, why not? Let's make, it, let's make it be this that this time. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. All right, guys, it's time for fucking with black people. Today's edition is Martin Luther King edition. Fucking with black people. MLK. And, yeah, and it's a lot of contestants. Uh, I'll oh, just Lord. go through. Yeah. Uh, social media is probably the worst thing. 
for Martin Luther King Jr. Day um, because people are fucking it up. And by people, I don't even mean like individual ignorant races. I'm talking about like brands. People Uh (laughs) like someone who has a social media advisor is going, let me tweet this thing out. I think it'll be poignant. Case in point. PETA. Everybody knows PETA, people for the ethical treatment of animals. They sent out a tweet. Today we honor Martin Luther King Jr. and the plight of animals who are tortured, abused, and neglected. Hashtag never be silent. So. Oh, work. Yep. Uh, (laughs) That was probably a line from the butler. Oh, probably was. Um, Z, 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 Quill, which I guess is Night Quill or something, mm-hmm. sometime. Today is the day of dream, for dreaming. Happy MLK Day. So if you guys, uh, need to get some sleep, then take a little bit of Z, 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 Quill and, uh, think about Martin Luther King in your dreams. Pop Chips and Crazy Glue. They both had, um, some good ones. Okay. Pop Chips says the time is always right. To do what is right, Martin Luther King Jr., that was a quote for a picture, and then under the, uh, as, as their message on Twitter, it says, eternal poptimist, hashtag MLK, because we know how much he was into snacks Duh. and chips. He loved them Pringles, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, crazy Glue, they have one that says, I have dedicated, uh, wait, I have decided to stick with love, hate is too great, a burden to bear. Martin Luther King Jr. quote, and it says, honor to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. today. So apparently because he said I tried, I decided to stick with love. Mm-hmm. Crazy Glue decided they needed to use that quote. Chicken of the sea. They said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Martin Luther King Jr. Now I think they just got thrown in here because yeah i feel like that's a respectful thing like if i was judging them i would give them a much lower number on the fucking with black people scale because i feel like there's nothing wrong with that tweet that was very respectful so chicken of the sea zero points for you guys you guys are great pornhub how pornhub make the list (laughs) pornhub Pornhub like hey we 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 will celebrate mlk too That's the best thing about social media. Everyone's a comedian, you know? It's like, I'm going to strike while the iron is I love that you're giving these different scores when you know white people wrote all of them. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, obviously. Um, Pornhub. Who do you, who do you, what, 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 what skin color do you think the PR person at Pop Chips is? I'm going to yeah. say um, white. I'm going to go with white. Um, Probably Asian. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you That's never know. True. You Dang. never know. They could also be Asian. Uh, porn, maybe it was a black person. Poor <laughs> Katie says, "Happy MLK in honor of this of his death. Make sure you only use the ebony category today." <laughs> then uh people got mad. I'm like, "What the fuck is that? That's racist." And she said, "My bad. Apology." MLK would have wanted everyone to watch the interracial category today. Hashtag I have a dream. <laughs> Even better response. So uh, you get bonus points for that. One. I don't even blame Pornhub because they see the filth that we all jack off to, and that's really our fault. Like, yeah, they, they was like, we know a lot of y'all be in the ebony yeah. section. Don't they, need kids. They know we're not shit. They're like, uh, sorry, but cucko videos went way up today. So I feel like we we're know right. Y'all watching? The Marines said, "What the Marines? Oh wow, they get a hundred. Don't be a lone shooter, MLK weekend. Make sure you got security. Stay safe." Hashtag Marines, hashtag short barrel for VBSS. Oh, who coming to shoot? Who coming to kill me? Uh, I just don't think you should be talking about lone shooter. 
um MLK, anything Aww. with MLK. I think that's probably just not cool. So um I'm gonna give everybody else a hundred and then that one company, Chicken of the Sea, gets zero. zero. Um because theirs is way more respectful. But uh yeah, so you guys all win. Um uh you, your racism prize will be in the mail. Let's play our other game. And this one we need your help on, Mike. We we expect you to participate. The audience plays along. We have a chat room that watches this live, and they are racist. Here we go with this game. And it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. I said, now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, where we read or play articles from all around the globe. And we ask our contestants today, comedian Mike Lawrence, to guess the race of the parties involved. And the chat room plays along. The chat room is very racist. Mike, are you ready to play Guess the Race? I I can barely hear you. Oh, hold on, let me turn this down. Mike, are you ready to play a game? It's called Guess the Race. Now, I'm going to read news yeah. articles, and then you guess the people involved, all right? The race of the people involved. Here's the first one. <clears throat> a woman said she pretended to be under a hypnotic trance as a hypnotist allegedly molested her, and she later reported him to police. A warrant was arrested for Thomas Goodness. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was made public this week partly to encourage others who may have been abused to come forward. Goodness was charged with misdemeanor, uh, simple assault for alleged touching and kissing a woman while conducting a hypnosis session during which the police say he assumed she was under his trance. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, I wonder if that just means he's a terrible hypnotist or that if he just slipped up on this one and he got away a lot before. Oh, he's done that before. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a first time thing, you know, to pull out. You're a chicken. And now let me see them titties. Um, goodness who has not entered a plea could not be reached for comment. Uh, she pretended and went along because she didn't know what else to do, which I think happens to a lot of people. Uh, Mike, you ever been hypnotized before? No. Um, I, I tried and I remember the hypnotist was like, can, can you just get off the stage? You're not very good. <laughs> See, I think that, he was pissed that I was like going to ruin his act. I think most people don't get hypnotized, but I think they go along with it out of peer pressure or something. Like, I, I just can't imagine that many people get so easily hypnotized into like, you know, pretend like you're having sex and shit like that. I just don't think that will work on everybody, but you know, maybe I'm I think, wrong. I think, I, I think the notorious PIG was the only actual hit. <laughs> and I agree. And everyone else is. <laughs> oh, is pretending. Uh, she didn't know what goodness was capable of. So she played along with it as best as she could. Uh, the arrest warrant states that she, the alleged incident took place August 27, 2013 and alleges that goodness told the woman to touch herself sexually when then he touched her breast and genitals and then he kissed her multiple times while he believed she was hypnotized. The woman waited two days before going to police and detectives executed a search warrant at his home. What did they expect to find? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Unless he filmed it. I wonder if he came, when they came to his door, he was like, these are not the drawers you were looking for. Like whatever hypnotist shit he tried to use. <laughs> yeah, they, was, they was like, you know what? We're going to hypnotize you with these handcuffs. Sir. Right. You are getting sleepy. He was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, as a result of the statements made by the victim and the evidence recovered during the search warrant, probable cause was established and he was arrested on multiple counts of sexual assault. Mike Lawrence guessed the race of Thomas Goodness, a Concord 
New Hampshire, failed hypnotist? Well, first off, if Ride Alongs taught me anything, mm -hmm. uh, it's that this would be considered a 126 case. <laughs> uh, and see, you learned something. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> well, this show was secretly sponsored by Ride Along, and I've just been <laughs> plugging yeah. it. Today's uh, episode. I would say his name is Tommy Goodness. Thomas Goodness. Uh, that sounds like a really awful wrestler. It does. Um, <laughs> there's Tommy Dreamer and Thomas Goodness. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with uh, White. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Uh, thug nigger cornerback. Um, I guess that's going to uh, Richard Sherman. Depressed over Velveeta shortage, White. Caucasian, white, oppressor, one who is so sad the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl, New England clam chowder, white, white, oh. one who is likely to post something disrespectful on MLK Day and then double down. The correct answer yes, is, is, and Mike Lawrence got it correct, it's white. He got it right. You said New Hampshire. Yep, yep, that was a clue. And, and Thomas? Uh, what, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the name, goodness. Goodness, I mean... I mean, although I feel like goodness, Thomas Goodness could also be like the name of a really good NFL player or something. I'm like that guy. I mean, it also be like it sounds like it could be like an Indian or Asian name, you know, <laughs> because like like they would legally change their name when they move here. Mm, yeah, that's open true. Open a business or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, somebody missed it, so boo for them. All right, let's go to the next story. Okay, we've run out of time here. Um. <clears throat> a mother in Germantown, Maryland, killed two of her own children while performing an exorcism. A do-it-at-home exorcism. I feel like that's one of the things you probably want to well, license I, out to a professional. I would think so. You know, probably call a priest in. You know, you probably don't want to just Google that shit and try it on your children. But apparently she decided, you know, uh, to just go to Yahoo Answers and do it herself. Uh Montgomery County police have charged two women for murder in, Friday, in the Friday deaths of a one-year-old and a two-year-old. Zakia Latrice Avery, the mother of the children, is charged with two counts of first-degree murder for the killings, two counts of attempted first-degree murder, as two other children remain hospitalized after the attack. Monifa Denise Stafford, the other woman, who was also at the scene has been released from the hospital and has been charged with two counts of first degree murder for the deaths of the two kids and two counts of attempted murder for two children that are still in the hospital. She is also being held without bond. Guess the race of, and it's the same race for both Zakia Latrice Avery and Monifa Denise Sanford. Um, Monifa sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> <laughs> Monifa. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a character in the butler, Monifa. Uh, <laughs> and didn't, didn't she have a UPN sitcom? Um, she did. That is I'm gonna, <laughs> I mean, yeah, black. Okay, all right. Um, and I'm assuming uh, her sitcom would not be named Sanford and Son anymore. Uh, let's see what the chat room believes the uh, race It would be Sanford and why don't you pay my son's child support? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. Uh, oh, damn. Sanford and admit that's your son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sanford and you owe me child support. Right. Brittany Griffin okay. says, ah, oh, damn, black, sad face. Uh, 
<laughs> Google University doesn't have divinity school. Blacks. Uh, Chuck Spears says, a huge fan of Marlon Wayans in the movie Haunted House. And Wound God says, a pimp's heart black. The correct answer is black. And Mike got it correct again. Roll, That's a <laughs> yeah well, you know what uh sometimes i just put them out there because i was like i wonder if this person is gonna be too politically correct to say black because that's so obvious but we'll have people be like oh i don't know green like come on man everybody was thinking it. you don't have to be scared right um here's the last one and uh, i will actually play the uh the the, the bonus uh, round I, bet, I bet monifa is the name of the only black kryptonian <laughs> <laughs> yeah where were the black kryptonians that was the only thing that disturbed me about man of steel um and uh last time i played the music mike said it was too loud on his phone so i'm not gonna play the music for this one karen okay we're just going to the bonus round um all right here we go newport richie florida old florida where mike is from that's right guys this man is from the dreaded state so if I said anything racist today, you know why. <laughs> I was going to blame it on McDonald's and I had, uh, not even because I worked there before, too. Uh, a mother was arrested on child neglect charges after deputies say she left a six month old baby and a, and a nine year old in the car while she went hog hunting. Uh, according to the Pasco County oh, Sheriff's okay. Office. It was around 7 a.m. Thursday morning when the nine-year-old called 911 for help. He said he was freezing because the car he and the baby were in was turned off and it was 38 degrees outside. Which means they were definitely in Florida because 38 degrees is pretty warm everywhere else in America. But that's cold. That's cold in Florida. What you talking about? I know. After 30 minutes of being in the car, he figured a police car would be warmer. The boy. <laughs> So uh the boy explained when deputies arrived, the deputies say they found a car parked on the side of a dark, isolated road. The boy was shivering when he got out, wearing only a long sleeve shirt and no coat. Nearly 40 minutes went by before the mother, 30-year-old Kayla Shavers, walked out of the woods. She reportedly defended herself to the deputies, saying she was hunting the hogs because they'd been tearing up the property and stayed nearby in case the kids needed her. She was arrested in charge of two counts of child neglect. Guess the race of Kayla Shavers, Mike. Ah, uh, man. Oof. Yeah, 38 degrees in Florida is so cold that George Zimmerman puts on a hoodie. Uh, <laughs> and then shoots himself. Uh, <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> oh, God. If, if, if that guy dies and there's like a bag of Skittles in his pocket, that would be. <laughs> yeah. I would love for him just to like close his own loop, like a looper and shit. You're just like, oh, we don't yeah. have to worry about that dude anymore. He's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, we already know the difference between past George Zimmerman and futures of George Zimmerman. It's about a hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> true, that's true. I bet, I bet, like, I bet, like, like Lubert, like twenty year Lubert, like George Zimmerman. It's just the rapper Big Pun. <laughs> oh, uh, I survived. I'm not a player. I just live a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just shoot a lot. Um, that was one of that was one of my first shows. It was so hacky. I was like, isn't it weird how like we used to have big pun and Tori's B.I.G. and now we have little John and little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> they really count the calories. Uh, Kayla, Florida. I'm gonna say Hispanic. 
All right, let's check the or chat. Or is it only white and black? Is that the no, only way you no, see I the mean, world? You can guess anything. We've had Latino, we've had Middle Eastern. Okay. Uh, her last name was Shavers, S-H-A-V-E-R-S. Uh, so, oh, Shavers, yeah, black. All right, going black. Let's check the chat room see what they believe. And this is for all the points, guys. Okay, bonus round. Afraid? If Wesley Snipes taught me anything, it's always been on black. <laughs> you can get away with not paying your taxes for about 12 years. Right. Uh, afraid to laugh at Neil Brennan's stand-up when Richard Sherman is around white. Oh, One man. who wears shorts and flip-flops in 38-degree weather. Hog hunting. Sue-wee. Susan Smith white. Duck Dynasty fan white. Oh. Egg Caucasian. That's a heifer hunting hunky. White. Uh, Honey Boo Boo's mama. Um, <laughs> uh, hope none of us runs for office. They will put this up during a debate. <laughs> uh, Ashley's worried about guess the race. Don't worry. If you guys listen to this show, you don't have a future in politics. Uh, Black Bob <laughs> says, I got called into a BS meeting at work and I missed the last couple articles, but I'm going to guess white right here because white people are evil. The correct answer is white. And Mike missed one. He was going so good, but apparently he's not racist enough. So I was waiting for a twist. You never <laughs> shamble on me. I was waiting for one that wasn't obvious and they were all, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, that's on you. I only the find people who wrote this game wrote right along. You could have <laughs> given me some kind of twist. You could have tricked me, but no, you gave me exactly what I expected. Hey, you overthought and it. Although I was entertained, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. Well, uh, the good thing is everyone's going to clap at the end. Uh, so that'll be fine. Uh, and you overthought it, Mike. It was so simple, so straightforward. And uh you thought I was gonna trick you, man. Sometimes you just go you straight up. You could have got in Lawrence Fishburne to read that last answer, and I would have been impressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh This is like the end of uh Twelve Years a Slave. Like the yeah. only, th- it just straightforward was the end. And the, th- was th- it. and the thing was that she went hog hunting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that was my biggest clue. Right. Now, if you just said she went chitlin hunting, I'd have been like, okay, that's black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean. Is this the, is this the end of Twelve Years a Slave where he walks in and sees his daughter with a man that he clearly doesn't know, and she says, "Oh, that's my husband," mm-hmm. so that the audience knows exactly who it is. <laughs> right? You're like, "Who is that dude?" I was thinking, "Is that her brother?" Um, all right, man. And this is the very last thing. Um, it only takes a second, but we had to talk about sword ratchetness. Uh, we at the Black Outers are trying to spread awareness about swords and the danger uh swords pose to people mm-hmm. uh in america we have gun legislation constantly being pushed no one talks about swords and all the injuries that they cause uh many nerds are buying these taking them to comic con and shit and they don't have any sword training and people get hurt case in point um a 44 year old north falmouth man was ordered and uh, held on two hundred twenty five $2,500 bail friday after police said he allegedly threatened his family members with a double-edged sword his family members, sword people don't care. These people that own swords, that Mike, do you own any swords? Now that I think about it, no, I know I look like I would, but no. Okay, thank God. Uh, James Pearson of North Falmouth Highway was arrested on charges of assault with a dangerous weapon and threats to commit a crime. About seven thirty p.m. Thursday, police responded to a call where Pearson was walking around North Falmouth, Falmouth Highway with a weapon, <laughs> just walking down the highway like fucking came from Kung Fu or some shit. Or David Banner or something, uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, when they arrived, Pearson was outside the house with the sword and appeared to be confused by officer's arrival. 
confused yeah why are y'all here because i got this sword that is odd police found a sword inside the house and two women said that he had held the sword at them in a threatening manner the woman told police that pearson had threatened them with the sword in the past telling them he could kill somebody among other threatening remarks pearson is scheduled to return to court january 6th for a pretrial hearing people swords come between loved ones quite often and quite literally um thank you so much mike for doing the show man we've had a great time we have Uh, Uh, thanks buddy no problem man you guys go check out mike thank you both yeah uh check out nerd of mouth it's a great podcast it is uh follow him on twitter at the mike lawrence and also go to his website mike lawrence comedy um he's always going around the place different uh different parts of the country mm-hmm. uh if you can catch him catch him yeah. man buy his album Sadamantium. um if you're nerdy at all like me if you were laughing at at, at his uh his takes on the show go buy it man because it's, yes. wor- it's well so, worth support it support him y'all and and guys i'm telling you remember man of steel is a superman movie for people who like to buy swords <laughs> Uh, that may have gotten me on your side. Uh, and, and for the record, guys, um, I laugh at Mike even when I disagree with him, which yes. I think is the mark of comedic genius, man. Uh, so, ain't that the truth? Um, please go listen to him. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, talk to you guys then. Uh, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>